Glory to God. Amen. We're not just hearers of the word, we're doers of the word. Glory to God. You know, the, the Bible says in, in uh, Romans chapter 10 that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths Jesus as Lord, amen, we, we will be saved. Well, that means you're saying and you're confessing Jesus is my Lord. You know, I was just thinking, you know, a, a, a really good slogan, and I know Brother Copeland had it, and I got, I got a license plate when I first rededicated at the Christian bookstore over in, in Russell. It was gold, and uh, the color of it matched my little truck real good. I had a little Nissan truck, a little king cab, uh, uh, and it matched real good, and it said, Jesus is Lord, and it had a cross on it. Amen. See, it's a lot of people, they want Jesus to be Savior. And, and that's what a whole lot of world, the, the, the church world is caught up in is Jesus as Savior. But he, 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 it says confess the Lord Jesus. Confess the Lord Jesus. It didn't just say confess Jesus. It said confess the Lord Jesus. Amen. So, so we got to be concerned about lordship. Now we're not saved by works. But he's not just my Savior. He's my Lord. Amen. He's the supreme authority. Plus, he's the supreme provider in El Shaddai. Amen. One of the names of God is El Shaddai. That means that he's got it all covered. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesse Duplantis said, you know, he told his uh, little girl that he was El Shaddad. <laughs> or Jerry Savelle come up with that. El Shaddad. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And we can be that if we choose to believe that. Amen. And uh, uh, there's just something about the goodness and grace of God that where people get set when they come into the kingdom of God, if they're set amongst people who don't believe anything, they can and expect, you know, some people are expert at not believing anything. You know what I'm saying? They're schooled. They got more degrees than a thermometer on how not to believe anything. Amen. And, uh, but the Bible says our faith should not be in man's wisdom, but in the power of God. Amen. And it, it doesn't hurt, you know, you, you don't want to follow every dummy that comes along. Amen. A little bit of wisdom is good, but there ought to be some power of God. Amen. That's good, Andrew. Praise God. That disagrees with what's on my heart. Uh, we have children's ministry ages six months up to the sixth grade. And if you're in that uh, age group or if you're a teacher, you can be dismissed at this time. God bless our babies. Amen. Hallelujah. And the people teaching them and ministering to them because they're giving them good stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and be turning to Mark chapter 4. I got some things on my heart I believe will help us uh, concerning the, 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 the time and the season that, we, that we're in. Uh, you know, Andrew referred to being 40. You know, it doesn't really matter how old you are. The, the fact of the matter is we are running out of time. And uh, it's closer to the end than it ever has been. Amen. And, you know... Uh, 
I think it's a great blessing that we would be born in this time. And I think it's also a testimony of God's confidence in us. If we weren't going to be able to handle it, he'd put us back in the 1800s. Give you a a double-headed axe and a team of mules. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Been a wilderness preacher, you know. Hallelujah. But these are the last of the last days. And and, uh, hell knows it has but a short time. But somebody knows greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And there are some that that truly, uh, Jesus is my Lord. Amen. I I want to follow his word. I want to love his word. I want to do his word. And his word is so much more than I can't do this and I can't do that. Touch not, taste not, handle not. It's so, so much more than that. Yeah. Amen. But some people get caught up in that. And, and, you know, the world just wants to hammer on things they don't know nothing about. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, somebody was, was uh, judging some people. I'll just put it that way. That we know and love. And I know they're misjudging them. Yeah. I know they're really misjudging them. And I know they're missing out because they, they, they had a preconceived notion. And they were so caught up in their preconceived notion that it's going to be hard for them to get to know that person. Amen. And if they got to know that person, they could really be a blessing and really sweet people. Amen. But uh, this, this person, you know, just jumped the gun and got all, got all uh, caught up in preconceived notions. And, and uh, that's not the way we need to do things. And uh, so the, 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 the devil wants us to get people get a preconceived notion about Christianity. Amen. That it's just rules. But it's not just rules. Amen. It's the kingdom. Amen. And really, if we get a hold of the kingdom, we don't have to worry about the, the, the economy. Because he will take care of us. The kingdom will trump the natural. If we'll believe God. Amen. And if it all falls to pieces, he's able to send a raven to feed us. Cause us to lay down by the brook. Amen. Hallelujah. He'll make a way. He'll send manna from heaven. Praise God. Glory to God. To to them that believe him. There's no respect to person of God. He's just looking for somebody to believe him. Amen. I remember. Father help us this morning. Help us to hear. Help me to say what you want me to say. I remember. Dylan was at KCA. And uh. They went to the Christian church in Camelsville because they had like a talent show. And that church let us use their sanctuary to do this talent show. And if you've ever been there in the daytime, they've got the most beautiful uh, stained glass windows in that church that you just, it's so interesting to me. And it is the parable of the sower. There's like four big windows, and each one has a scripture underneath it. And it's a parable of the sower. The sower went forth to sow. Some fell by the wayside. There's a window of the wayside. There's a window of stony ground. There's a window. You know, it's got the sanctuary is kind of set in a corner. And on, on both these sides, they got these big, gigantic windows that are telling the story. And, and uh, the thing about it is, I don't know if the folks in the Christian church and who built that church, I don't know if they really understand the parable. I, I'm going to tell you, a whole lot of Christians don't understand that parable. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. If all there is is salvation and water baptism, amen, then, you know, what's the 30, 60, and the 100-fold? Where does all that come in? Praise God. 
Well, there's a whole lot more to the story than that. Amen. And now, now as Paul Harvey says, for the rest of the story, praise God. So, so let's look at Mark chapter 4 and, and, and look at this a little bit t- today. Hallelujah. I, I want, I want, uh, Carl, Carl, Carl and Willie Bradshaw, I mean, no, ever knew them. They were two little brothers from Russell County. They were Indians. Amen. <laughs> and uh, uh, they, they, they wore pastel suits. I think uh, Carl, Carl was a tailor. Carl or Willie one was a tailor. And they wore the prettiest pastel suits. I mean, like, like Brother Glenn and Sister Ramona there. They'd be dressed about that color. Amen. And then sometimes they had matching hats. I mean, they was pretty little men. Amen. And, and Willie sang, and, and Carl preached and prophesied. Amen. And Willie would sing, Touching Jesus is all that really matters. Hallelujah. Amen. Then your life will never be the same. Oh, touching Jesus. I just, and, and uh, uh, there's something deep inside of me saying, child, go ahead. Well, there's something deep inside. He was just anointed. Amen. Say, it's, it's that Holy Ghost inside of me saying, child, go ahead. But touching Jesus really is all that really matters. And how many people go through uh, life without ever really touching him? Amen. And him touching back. Amen. So this is important. Mark chapter 4. Are you all there? Verse 1. And he began to teach by the sea. And a great multitude was gathered to him so that he got into a boat and sat in it in the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land uh, facing the sea. And then he taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teaching. Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside. And the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up and it was scorched and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some uh, 30-fold, some 60, and some a 100. Amen. So this is a great parable. Shows uh, four types of seed by the wayside. Uh, the birds got it by the uh, stony ground. Didn't have no root. The sun got it. Thorns and thistles. It got uh, choked out. But some fell on good ground. Now, this is farm country. We ought to know uh, what the older generation knew uh, brother Harmon when he retired from the air force he was still a young man we come back to the farm and uh you know I don't reckon grandpa ever had it even had a driver's license you know and and uh uh they never had a tractor and of course you know out Sparksville it's kind of hilly anyway there's not a whole lot of uh, you know level fields for a tractor to really do you good everything's a hillside so he always had a team of mules when I was little, we was back here when I was in second grade, he had Joe and Jack, big old gray mules. And uh, 
you know, he had a wagon and he had a mowing machine and, and a corn drill. Amen. And a disc. One of them old uh, plows that uh, turned the furrows over. And he'd turn them big old furrows over. And then he'd get out there with that disc and ride that disc and, and get it broke down. And then finally come back with that corn drill and plant your corn. Amen. And then you'd have to plow the corn because they didn't have herbicides or chop out corn and replant corn. You'd chop it out and replant it the first time at the same time. You had a little bag of seed around you and you'd go with your hoe, you know, with the wooden handle, you know, manual labor, and you'd go out there and you'd chop out all the weeds. And if there was a place where the, because the crows would come and get it sometimes, the crows would get it. And, uh, but, and then you had to do tobacco. You had to transplant tobacco. Sometimes uh, uh, they had a chug-a-lug. And y'all know what a chug-a-lug is? Any y'all, some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But it was, a, it was a hand-operated farm device that was like a metal tube that, that had handle on it. And it had, to, it had a bird mouth on it like this. And you'd stick it in the ground. And it had a little water tank on it too. You'd stick it in the ground and work a lever and it opened that bird mouth up then you drop your tobacco plant down in there and then you'd hit the lever and shoot a little squirt of water <laughs> man it was innovation <laughs> you know so it did three or four things at once and then you go to the next place you know but then they got tobacco setters and how many wrote a tobacco setter and pulled tobacco plants but then you had to go plow and, and we had horses I, I actually had a little pony one time that was just so gentle and so broke that I plowed it a lot with her because it was, you know, she wasn't so big and everything, and she was just good at it. And it was just uh, no trouble to plow it once we got her. But we'd have to chop it out. And there was little bitty weeds. And, and you know, Grandpa showed me. I don't know what the name of them was. But they'd grow up on that tobacco and just circle it. And, and, and he said, that's going to choke it out. you got to get every one of those. I don't know what that was, but that was what this... Scripture's talking about it, it, it. If you didn't get it, it'd kill it. Amen. And so, you know, something can happen. Well, th- all this has a meaning. Amen. He said to them in verse 13, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? See, he told parables to get the point across. You know, illustrated sermons. Trying to help us understand the important things. But some, some way, we got it. Now, now, see, whoever built that church and the board that decided on everything picked those windows because, you know, they're beautiful. But that means something. Amen. That really does mean something. Hallelujah. Second Peter 1 and 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace. Be, how many could use more grace and peace? Amen. You know, people make fun of me for being merciful, but I just got a revelation that, that mercy triumphs over judgment. Amen. And I got the same way that you measure out mercy. That's the same way you're going to receive it. So I quit right then being mean and judgmental and critical of people. I, or I started working on it. I had some of it ingrained in me that took a while to get out, but I've been against it ever since I saw that. And been working on it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it'll do you good too. Because when I stand in front of the Lord. uh, Hallelujah. You know grandpa always said. But it come out of the Bible. But grandpa always said. You know. uh, uh, You know don't be worrying about the neighbor's yard. You know you got your own. 
Amen. Hallelujah. And, and the Bible says, uh, how can you get the splinter out of your brother's eye when you got a log in yours? Yeah. Or a beam. You know, <laughs> big old pole big enough to make a beam. You got a beam in your eye and you're worried about the splinter in your brother's eye. And that's the way we are so much of the time. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's on it. Amen. Nathan came to David and said, David, he said there was this farmer. He had a little lamb. He loved that lamb. That lamb meant everything to him. And some wicked ruler came and he took that lamb away from him. He could have had all the other lambs, but he took that little lamb. He said, David, what do you think I ought to do to that man? King, what do you think I ought to do to that man that took that man's sheep? He said, well, you know, and, and paraphrased, he ought to get the max. He ought to get the max. And he said, he said, David, that man is you. And he was talking about Bathsheba. Amen. Because hallelujah. So, so, so God plays it right. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. David should have said, well, you know, give him mercy. <laughs> And you know, God, uh, David suffered. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he had some reaping to do because he'd gotten out of line and when he should have been in battle, he was in leisure. Mm -hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness... Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, you see, the very first time I read that, I knew I was reading something right here. I knew I was on to something when I, when I was rededicated and filled with the Holy Ghost and hungry. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. We've got to, we've got to know, and the way we know is through the Word. Yes. Amen? As His divine power has uh, given to us all things. Think about that. So many people are praying, trying to get God to give them something. This said His divine power has already given it to us. Amen? Amen? All things that pertain to life and godliness. All things that pertain to life. That'd be biscuits and gravy. <laughs> Amen. That would be health. Amen. Wouldn't it? Doesn't that pertain to life and godliness? All things that, that would be finances. All things that pertain to life. How are you going to pay your bill if you ain't, electric bill if you ain't got no money? I saw somewhere, some country, uh, Cuba, uh, I was watching the Little League World Series. Uh, no, Mike Rabel, in Cuba, uh, some places where they've ministered and some of the people that Mike Rabel pastors in Mexico still go over there. You can't go to Cuba right now if you're, if you're not uh, vaccinated. Uh, but uh, there's a church of other people in that church. The whole community, the whole region, you get electricity for two hours a day. We fuss and, and squall when Taylor County REC when it goes off, and it does about every three or four days. Just 
If it hadn't happened today, just wait. It'd probably be tomorrow or the next day. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's out two or three hours. You know, and I have seen it out for two or three days. We've been fortunate lately. But some people have been out, you know, well, I mean, you know, you can just imagine all the water that washed through eastern Kentucky. There's, I imagine there's still a bunch of them still without. But can you imagine two hours a day of electricity? you got to cook all your frioles and tortillas in that two hours for the day. Amen. Hallelujah. you got to heat up all the water that you're going to use in those two hours. Amen. You know, it's just amazing. You know, charge all your batteries. <laughs> I guess if you, have, if you even had a battery we're so blessed and so fortunate amen and, and, uh, but this says all things that pertain to life and godliness his divine power has given to us now we're trying to qualify to get it if we're just good enough we're going to get it no that's not what it says his divine power has already given it to us and it comes through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. we got to know. That's the way you're going to. Well, I don't have it yet. Well, you don't know. You obviously don't know. You haven't received this knowledge yet. Well, you never know what the Lord might do. And See, we're walking by sight and not by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may... Be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Amen. We've been given the promises if we'll just believe them and receive them and walk in them. But religion has tried to make us. We're going to try and try and try to get good enough to get it. Amen. Now, I was thinking, uh, I got rededicated to God. Uh, there was a whole lot going on. Uh, Mama was going to prayer meetings, and she was going to church. She was going to Garland on Sunday and Monday nights and, and, and going everywhere, going to all these cottage prayer meetings. And uh, uh, w one of them was at uh, the Jim and Ruby Yates' basement, and they'd have Carl and Willie come to these prayer meetings. And it was on, like, Thursday nights, and, and, and uh, uh, you know, along about 7 o'clock, the cars would start rolling in. And, see, I... I, I I'd, I didn't know. I'd never lived there, but that's when I got married. That's where I lived, in their basement. I didn't know what was going on. So all of a sudden, on Thursday night, I see all these cars come rolling in. And, uh, you know, Carl and Willie, that's the first time i ever seen them. You know, <laughs> you know, you see people with suits on the color what Glenn and Ramona's got on, you know, it catches your eye. You know, uh, hallelujah. Uh, what was that stuff, polyester? You know, polyester leaves your suits. You see, you see that, you remember it. And then they got up in there, and uh, you'd hear them, you know, and, and you, 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 you uh, uh. then you'd hear some walking around, and say, oh, yeah, oh, 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 glory, oh, oh, you know, and hear all this racket. And then the next thing you know, it's going like from room to room. And what, they, what they're doing, they had a train, I guess. <laughs> I didn't ever see it, but I, I think they had a train, you know, like the Jericho marching. And uh, come on, baby, do the locomotion. And they, that, I don't know what they're doing, something else. But, but they went through every house, and that, and they're praying the demons out of me. I think, <laughs> you know, they had they had the top covered. You know, they had to, whoo. But you know what? After two times, I kn I, I knew that they're gonna do this every every time. 
So uh, uh, I got smart on Thursdays. I started leaving because I was a heathen. I couldn't take it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I couldn't take it, but they were, they were praying, and they were believing God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, it worked. Amen. Power of God works. Amen. It'll, it'll, it, there's no respect of persons. Amen. And, and, and uh, uh, he's so gracious. We was listening to Keith Moore this morning. He meets you right where you're at. He meets you right where you're at. And so I, I finally did get rededicated. And it, it had to be somebody that had power of the Holy Ghost. So it was Brother Wayne in his tent. And uh, uh, it, oh, what a tent meeting we had. Uh, they had one big old tent, you know, and then that wasn't enough. They had to get another tent and put it beside and off, both filled with chairs and people standing around the outside. You know, you, you, stuff like that just don't happen, but something was really happening and everybody was talking about it. So everybody just kept coming and uh, uh, it, it was, it was uh, amazing. I think 60-some, maybe 68 or something like that, people either got born again or got rededicated in the three, four weeks that they had that tent. Amen. And I was one of them. And, and then so I, I prayed about where to go to church. I didn't know where to go to church. But he was the preacher that got me saved. So I started going to his church. And uh, I remember him talking about it a lot. And then I was just hungry for God. I knew I was called to preach. I got rededicated on... on uh, uh, I guess it was Saturday night, Friday or Saturday night. And uh, uh, I got filled with the Holy Ghost like maybe the next uh, Wednesday night. And I was just hungry. And uh, Wednesday night, I think it was, at Carl and Willie. So I got prayed for Monday night to get filled with the Holy Ghost or something because uh, the, the, the men from Garland was praying for me. I went up there and knelt to the altar and they all got around me and they praying for me real severe in the guys from Brother Hadley's church that I worked with at DeLaval, they thought they was hurting me because, they, you know, the, the power gets to shaking, you know. But they wasn't hurting me. I didn't even feel it. But I just know I didn't feel what I felt the night I got rededicated. Man, the night I got rededicated, I, I thought I could throw fire out of my hands. And I thought I got it. The only reason I found out that I didn't have it was because they told me I didn't have it. But I thought I got it, but, but I didn't speak in tongues because I didn't understand none of that. It's been in the Bible all along, but for some reason we just overlooked that and you don't hear it preached on very much so uh i i knew it had something to do with laying on hands but i just been thinking about it i just been thinking about it and reading the bible trying to understand a little bit asking mama what were tongues and all that stuff and i was looking at the scriptures about tongues i didn't have much uh, never heard anything any good messages about it so but i knew that it had something to do with them people laying hands on me I knew that, and I was, uh, the church was about to start. And, and uh, one brother come up and said, I believe you're going to get filled with the Holy Ghost tonight, Brother Andy. And I said, I sure hope so. But I was looking around. I didn't see none of them shakers, you know. <laughs> and uh, then right at the last minute, here come Carl and Willie <laughs> in their pastel suits, rolling off over the hill from the parking lot. And I said, hot dog. <laughs> it's, it's one of them. <laughs> it's some of them. I, you know, I didn't know anything, but I knew, you know, I knew somebody had power. And anyway, they came out and prayed for me and everything. And, and uh, I felt down, and, and I almost thought for a minute, I ain't feeling it like I felt it the other day. Oh, Lord, please don't, don't leave me hanging, you know. <laughs> oh, Lord. And about the time I was almost discouraged, I felt that warm honey flow back over me. Woo, glory. 
And then, and then Brother Carl, he prophesied. And he said, I don't do this, but the Lord brought this to me three times. And he said, this man will be preaching the gospel in a year. It's time. Amen. And I was preaching probably in a few months. Amen. So, but I was so hungry, so I'd go sit at my pastor's feet when he invited me. And I just question after question after question. And uh, uh, I got from him that the reason that great revival happened, and this was reflected in his preaching and teaching and ministry, that the reason that great revival happened was that he got so close to God that God said, ask me whatever you want and I'll give it to you. And, and so him getting close to God, his definition of that was, I quit everything except fasting and praying. And I just got so consecrated and dedicated to God that God heard my prayer. And so, in other words, it was based on what you did or didn't do. And so, so my, my first opinion of trying to get the power of God was to quit everything I could quit. And if I got good enough, then I'd get the power of God. Amen. But see, that wasn't it. And, 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 and what happened to Brother Wayne was, in the midst of quitting all that stuff, he had laid aside every weight and all the sin which doth so easily beset him and drew on him and pulled him away. He just, got, he just got every hindrance out of the way where his faith just blew up. It was his faith that blew up. Amen. Not his holiness that got that. Now, holiness will benefit you, and we need to be holy and how can the world re receive from us when, when we're not? When, when, the, when the, the Lord, the Lord Jesus, and His Word talks about it. So if the Lord Jesus talks about it in the New Covenant, then we ought to honor that. You can't be good enough to get saved or be good enough to get the power. Amen. But you can believe to get the power. And that's what Jesus said, said to them. Uh, it, it, it comes through knowledge of what belongs to us. That's why, that's why the stained glass mirrors are so important. Amen? Hallelujah. So Jesus told him, he said, listen here. Back to Mark chapter 4. The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. It actually went in their hearts. Amen? But Satan comes and steals it right away when it's shallow. It's laying on the top. Amen? Satan comes and Satan is after the Word. Amen? That's why, that's why, the, whole, that's why the whole world, that you can have Qurans and every other, you can have witchcraft books in the high school library and per, all kinds of perversity. But oh, I, I just read in Texas that they voted to take the Bible out of the library. Amen. I mean, it's some of them that are furious. But the, but, and they got rid of some wicked books that were just filth, too, that were in the library, but the, along with it all. Yeah, that, that's what politicians do. They lump stuff in. And, and we'd have never known about the 87,000 IRS agents if somebody hadn't actually read the big old thick law and, and read, read through that, that they voted 87 armed IRS agents. We really need that in this country. Hallelujah. We, you know what we do need? We need about 87,000 border agents. Because New York's getting run over. Tennessee's getting run over. The, 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 guy, the guy in Texas has just got smart enough. If they're, you know, they're all coming here, we're going to take care of that. They got a bunch of buses. They'll send them everywhere. They load them up on the bus, send them to New York City. The, the, the mayor of New York City is about to have a cow. 
Amen. He said, we're going to send people down to Texas and have people go door to door and campaign against that governor. But what they don't understand is what that governor did to send the people away made the people so happy they'll never beat him. Amen. They'll never beat him. Amen. We need 87,000 Border Patrol agents, amen, to shut the border up and clean the border up. But no, we're going to get some IRS agents. You know what they're after, don't you? Hallelujah. God help us all. Hopefully we'll win this midterm. Amen. And get some people with sense in Congress and Senate and repel, repeal, or shut that down. And, and, and it said in the law, this was uh, what it says in their, in their uh, uh, job descriptions, it's all planned out. It's all, it's all laid out that uh, you've got to be willing to carry a gun, uh, qualified to handle a handgun, and you've got to be willing to use deadly force. That's our new IRS agents that are coming on the scene that, that uh, our Congress and Senate's been working hard to get. Hallelujah. We need to pray for our government because something ain't right. Amen. Something ain't right. Hallelujah. I don't give because I got to get a tax exempt. You, you know, I get to get a tax break. You understand? If I didn't get a tax break, I'm still going to give anyway because that principle is so real. Amen. So that's, it's, 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 it's nothing about that. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. If I lived in a country that didn't give any tax right off for charitable contributions, I'd still give. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah's got nothing to do with it. But if you can take it off your taxes, I mean, it helps a little. Helps a little. You've got to give a whole lot for it even counts at all, but it does. If you give, if you give enough. <coughs> Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. All right, here we go. The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the seed is sown. And when, uh, when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So that's one window. Second window, likewise, these are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Oh, yes, amen. Hallelujah, preacher. And they have no root in themselves, so endure... Only for a time. And afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Tribulation and persecution, why does it come? Why does it arise? For the word. Because, the de you know, if, 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 if you just got baptized in water and go to church and you don't know where your Bible's at, much less what's in it, you're not a bit of a threat to the devil because he says, boo, and you faint. You're like a fainting goat. Amen. It's over. Amen. But when you know who you are, when you know what this Word says, hallelujah, Glory to God. When you submit to the Lord of Lord and King of Kings, then you have authority. You have the authority of His name. And when you know that, He can't do nothing with you. He can't do nothing with you that you don't let Him do. Amen. Oh, well, see, you don't believe it. Oh, I don't know about that, brother. See, you don't believe it. This is a faith-built kingdom. Amen. And the reason you don't believe nothing like that is because you ain't had no preacher stand in front of you telling you that. That this is what it says. It means what it says. We don't need 15 years of Bible college, 
theology school to tell you what it doesn't mean. We can read it and believe what it says. It means what it says. Hallelujah. All right. They receive it with gladness. Oh, hallelujah. That's the best message I ever heard. Amen. But tribulation. Uh, oh, you, you, you don't go down there with them holy rollers, do you? Don't they speak in tongues down there? I heard, that, I heard they did that in Africa. And do, they, do, do they have drums in that church? Do they play that rock music in that church? You know, hallelujah. I mean, Christians are the biggest persecutors of each other. Amen. Hallelujah. We fight ourselves. We beat ourselves silly. Amen. And the devil just laughs. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. He got, it's, like a, it's like an old western movie. Some old cowboy got in there and started to fight, and then he slipped right out, and, and, and you know everybody's beating the time out of each other, and he's standing outside watching, just laughing. Amen. That's what the devil's done. Amen. Well, it's the truth anyhow. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Well, you know, they may not like me at the country club if they knew I was really sold out to God. And, and you know, uh, if I don't go in there, they're partying. And, you know, drink a bunch of whiskey and booze and smoke cigars with them, then they might not think I'm cool enough to be in their club. If I don't have a big boat like them. Amen. So I choose the boat over Jesus. Amen. I let, I let anything turn me away. Hallelujah. That's, that's what he's... And see, that's... It is so... The, the reason that the parable's here... The story behind the windows is this is the most important thing that you could hear and understand. This word is so precious and you getting this word in, getting the knowledge of what he promises is all that matters because that's the only way it's going to happen. Amen. This is a faith kingdom. You can't sit back and say if God wants me healed then I reckon I'll be healed like so much religion teaches. You got to believe you got to lay hold of the promises of God. Amen? You do it just like they did it in the Bible. You get it just like they did in the Bible. Amen? It's pretty clear. Yes, and we just got to jump on this and learn this and, you know, uh, being a doer of the Word, as Andrew said. Mark chapter 5. We're reading after Jesus a little bit. But it'll help us. Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. Now just stop right there and look what he said. He didn't know, say, oh Lord, we know if you can, would you please maybe heal my daughter? Maybe please, Lord, maybe. Oh Lord, would, just, would you please? No, he said, if, you, if you'll come and lay hands on her, she'll be healed and she will live. Come lay your hands on her. That she will be healed and she will live. Not if it be thy will, O oh Lord. Amen. And we got, we got 
churchfuls of good people, good people, good preachers that just don't know any better. And they're, they're taught to, to, to fall into this. And, and, and I mean the seed is being devoured. The seed eater has got a belly full. Yes. Hallelujah. I didn't even get to the last one. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it or receive it. Glory to God, I believe this. This is the word of God. It's for me. It belongs to me. And and when you do that, it'll bear fruit. Hallelujah. Some 30-fold, which is a whole lot better than zero-fold. Some 60-fold and some even 100-fold. All right. Uh, The ruler Jairus came. We saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come, lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. And Jesus went with him and a multitude followed and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus... She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. She heard about Jesus. What'd she hear about Jesus? That he was the miracle man. Amen. She heard something good about him. She didn't didn't hear that he was somebody saying he is the son of God and causing all kinds of trouble. She, she, She heard something good and godly. Amen. When she heard about Jesus, you got to hear about Jesus. You got to hear about the real Jesus. You got to hear about the Jesus who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. You got to hear about Jesus, amen, who still, praise God, causes blind eyes to see and makes the lame to walk. Amen. Uh, John the Baptist was in prison. He sent his disciples to Jesus and uh, he sent them to ask him a question. And they said, are you, are you the Christ or should we look for another? And Jesus said, you go back and tell them this. The lame see, I mean, the lame walk and the blind see and the dead have their life restored back into them. You go tell them that. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. That's who he still is. Amen. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's there's a multitude of educated cessationalists. And their doctrine is and their theology is. and, And they've got manuscript and stories and and all kinds of uh, lessons to contradict the Word of God to say why this wasn't so and why it doesn't happen anymore. But there's not one scripture. There's not one verse that backs up why it doesn't happen anymore. This is just their educated explanation of why it doesn't happen anymore. Well, the miracle ceased with the last apostle. There's no such verse. The Bible says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. I hope somebody's listening to me. Amen. I hope somebody online will hear this. You've been lied to. You've been duped. The Bible is the living word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away. Throw away your theology books. Throw away your doctrine books. And get to looking at the word of God. Amen. And take the word of somebody who's been there, done that, seen it happen. Amen. Glory to God. Who was dead, but yet they live. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Who was lame, but now they're healed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. He's a way maker, and he will be. But you've got to hear it. You've got to believe it. This woman heard about Jesus. She heard he was the healer. So much so that she pressed in. Glory to God. 
When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, your mouth's got to get, we got to get our mouth involved in our faith. Just like, just like the Bible says. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She didn't say, maybe if I get up there and get touched, maybe something would happen. That's not what she said. Amen. She said, when I touch him, I'm going to get healed. Because <laughs> she'd heard about Jesus. Amen. And she went after him. Amen. Hallelujah. We've got to get free from all the doubt and, and all the worry and all the fear and all the walking by sight and not by faith. Amen. Whoo. I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed uh, of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you and you say, Who touched me? In other words, everybody's touching you. Right? And he looked around to see who, heard, who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So she had to exercise, release her faith. Everybody was all around him. Yeah, you know, we, uh, there, there's not a person in here this morning that couldn't use something from the Lord. If the Lord was here and you could just touch him, amen, and get something, wouldn't we all be lined up? Amen. Praise God. Everybody needed something, amen, but she touched him with the touch of faith. Because yes. she said, if I can touch him, I'll be well. Amen. And it happened. Amen. That's the way faith works. When you receive this word and believe it, and it's not conditional. Amen. You can't pray a prayer for healing and then wait and see how you feel tomorrow. See if it worked. Well, if it worked, I'd feel better, wouldn't it? Not necessarily. Amen. If that seed's sown, you get the, 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 the seed eater. That line devil's coming to get that word. And you've got to be as convinced of the Word of God as, let me tell you something. Amen. There's not respect of persons with God. God does not love me or Misty or anybody else on this planet more than He loves you. And He will not treat me or Misty or anybody else on this planet better than He'll treat you. He'll respond to faith from anybody just like He responded to this lady. Yes, that's right. Amen. That's if it be thy will. They say, if it be thy will. We know he can, but if it be thy will. That's all twisted out of context. Yes, right. When Jesus said, if it be thy will, he was talking about this bitter cup that he was about to have. Right. He said, Lord, if it's possible to let this pass from me, do it. But then he said, no, nevertheless, I'm going to fulfill your plan. Yes. In other words, he didn't really want it. How many of you would have wanted it? What he was getting ready to happen to him. Amen. But he said, nevertheless, Lord, your, your will be done. Amen. It's nothing about, Lord, will you heal me? this one if you heal? Uh, will it be if, it, if it's your will? You know what I'm saying? We turn that all around. I've seen people put the cross on them with the Pompeii olive oil and say, in the name of Jesus, if it be thy will, Lord, heal this sister or this brother. It don't work that way. That's an amiss prayer. Hallelujah. See, they didn't say nothing about if it be thy will here. They ain't mention it. They didn't know that doctrine yet. That's a, that cessationalist doctrine hadn't come out yet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Jesus is just the same today as he was back then. You know how? You know how? Because Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Amen. He ever lives to make intercession, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father right now in heaven. He's the light of that city. Amen. He's the eternal one, praise God. He's the bright and morning star. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. The great I am that I am. He's not the great I was. He's the great I am. Amen. And he lives. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Amen. You know what? Abraham Lincoln was a great president. And they got pictures of him. He's on your penny. Amen. Or on, maybe on your $5 bill. Something like that. I don't know. But he's on your pennies. Hallelujah. Abraham Lincoln. Great man. They, they, he gave a great speech at Gettysburg. The Gettysburg Address. You know, went down in history. He set the slaves free. Amen. By the way, the Democrats tell everybody that the Democrats are the party for the black people. Abe was a Republican, just in case, uh, just in case you didn't know. Hallelujah. It was the Republicans that set the slaves free. Uh, they don't tell you that. But Abe was a great man. Amen. And he helped people. He was wise. He was a lawyer. He was honest Abe. He was honest Abe. Some lady come to the store to buy something, and uh, she gave him too much money. He walked 16 miles. To return that money to that dear lady because he was honest Abe. Amen. How many of you would have walked 16 miles to return a few cents? He was honest Abe. Amen. He was a great president. He was assassinated because he was setting the captives free. He was setting slavery free. Amen. Uh, And as great as he was, we can't receive nothing from him. Because he's dead. Amen. We can learn some life lessons, but there ain't no tangible anointing, no living power of God that comes from Abe because he's dead. But we serve and honor the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's alive, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And and greater is he that's in me and he that's in you than he that's in this world. And we just got to get about believing and receiving. When the word came, they received that word. They accepted that word. Praise God. And it brought forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and a hundredfold. Amen. You got to touch him and let him touch you. Let me say this. Let me say this. You got to press through the veil of the flesh. The flesh will make excuses. I, you know, I'm about to go into overtime here, but it's good. Amen. I knows when the game goes into overtime, it's good. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Uh, I, I, I went for years and years and didn't go to the doctor much except I had to. I was going blind and I was driving those kids on the, on the van and I was running back, backing over everything. Because if I turned around and looked over my shoulder, I didn't see nothing. You know, I figured I better go to the eye doctor. Hadn't been in years. I didn't like doctors. I, Jesus was my healer, but my faith was not totally complete. So I went to the eye doctor and they said, oh, you got cataracts so bad. I don't know. You can't even see. You know, I had a good eye that was a little bit better. So I had a cataract surgery, and then, I, you know, I could see bionically. And, and uh, wound up having a detached retina. I don't know. You know, I went through this and that and other. And then I still, my hip was bad, but I, I thought, oh, it's sciatica. I believe I'm healed. I believe by stripes of Jesus I'm healed. I believe it's sciatica. And Misty come around, you know, and she heard it grinding and popping, and she said, that ain't sciatica. <laughs> <sighs> Hallelujah. Maybe I better go to a doctor. And so I hadn't been to the doctor, so I didn't really like doctors. And, and then, you know, I, I learned, I kind of got in a gear where, you know, they did help me. You know, my blood pressure was, was big old scary numbers, and my blood pressure's cool now. Yes. Amen. But it wasn't cool then. 
And, you know, I didn't, I, I, it wasn't bothering me. I, I might have been all right. But, but anyway, to make a long story short, I kind of got accustomed to hearing what the doctor said. And the doctor said, this is going to happen. And that's going to happen. And you've got this. So this is what that means. Amen. And so I got to believe in a lot of it. Because after all, they're doctors and they're good people. But you can't put too much stock in that. You can't put more stock in that than you put in this. That's right. Amen. And I've, I've, I've been catching myself. Yes. Amen. And fighting. Amen. And standing up. I'm not moved by what I see. Now listen. This is what happens. This is what happens when you've been through as much as what I've been through. And I, and I, I got a feeling people in here can relate to this. Uh, well, I, I, I've got over that. I'm doing better. Uh, and I, I, I'm healed and everything, but... You know, I'm still, you know, pressing in. My youth's renewed like the eagles. That's my confession. Hallelujah. But then you start feeling that same thing that you felt that was bad a year or two ago. You feel that same feeling. And, 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 and you, your, your tendency is to say, oh, no. Here it is again. Oh, no. It's coming back. And you forgot that you're a Holy Ghost-filled believer. And you forgot that death and life is in the power of your tongue. And all you know is I feel the same thing I felt before. Amen. This is deep. But this is real. And this is how it works. This is how you overcome. Amen. This is how you come out of stuff. Amen. I believe by the, by the stripes of Jesus I am healed. Sickness and disease has no right in my body. Not because I'm some great thing, but because I belong to Him. And healing is the children's bread. And I'm one of the children. And it doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't matter. Now listen, if you can go to the doctors and get some relief, just make sure it's in faith. And I'm not telling you any of you to quit going to the doctor, but I'm saying have faith first on the list and have the Word of Faith working in you. We're not moved by what it looks like. We're moved by the promises. Amen. If you keep going by what it looks like, you're going to sink. This boat's sinking. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Maybe they'll put up a monument for you or something, but it's going down. Hallelujah, it's going down. You've got to walk by sight. Amen. Boy, I had so much more. Uh, oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me, let me give you this. When I told Missy, I said, I said did you know there's a scripture that, that promises that affliction won't come a second, second time? That you can stand on and quote when you feel that same thing? Anybody been there and done that? I've been there and done that. Amen. I feel that thing. I felt that thing before. I know what happened. I've been there, done that. I know. Amen. But listen, this is Nahum 1 and 7. Hallelujah. Isn't he good? Hallelujah. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who trust in him. Hallelujah. But with an overflowing flood, he will make another end of its place, and darkness will pursue his enemies. What... Do you conspire against the Lord? See, there's some people who's going to rise up against the light. Amen. Uh, he will make an utter end of it. Glory to God. He always delivers. A amen. Hallelujah. And then affliction will not rise up a second time. Now, what it says? Anybody looking at it? Affliction will not rise up a second time. So when you feel that thing, 
Affliction will not rise up a second time. It's done. It's healed. I'm healed. Amen. And, and see if the devil can convince us it's all right. You know, well, I've been this way for so long. And, you know, I, 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 I really kind of didn't expect it to be, to be gone. You know, I prayed, but I've prayed a lot of times. That's not faith. And I'm not trying to be mean. I, I, I want you healed and strong and youth renewed. Praise God. And I want you glowing in the dark with the glory of God and in, in the life of God on you. Hallelujah. To make a difference. And, 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 and that's our promise in every area of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Affliction will not rise up a second time. Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that your word is forever settled in heaven. We believe it. We believe it. We believe you're good. Your mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. 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 Now, let's, let's just suppose that, that, that uh, I, I'm going to say a prayer that's just like you're in a prayer line. Same thing as if you got in a prayer line, but you, you're sitting there where you're sitting. Amen. Hallelujah, that that word will come alive. And bless God, I'm 30, 60, 100 fold. Amen. I'm accepting this word. I'm believing this word. I'm going to stand for what belongs to me. I'm going to pray that. Amen. You can stand up and receive it if you want to. But now listen, if you stand up and receive it, it's good to have a pastor who believes, and it's good to have a pastor who can pray for you. Amen. But you can't depend on me to pray for you every day till we get there. Now, if somebody's really struggling and we had to, we would. We will. Amen. But there comes a time we've got to stand. See, Ephesians chapter 5, it's really good, you ought to read it. It talks about husbands loving your wives and all that stuff. And, and uh, 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 we need to do that. I heard uh, a brother preaching about uh, being anointed to be a husband. Husbands being anointed to be a husband. Yokes are burdens are lifted and yokes are destroyed because of the anointing. What if you were so anointed that, that burdens were lifted off your wife and... and and, and yokes are destroyed off your wife because you're anointed to be a husband. You're anointed to love that woman. What if you wives said, I'm anointed to be a wife. And burdens were lifted off your husband and yokes were destroyed off your husband because you, you were anointed to love him. Amen. And you being in his life caused yokes to be destroyed. That's what it's supposed to be. And then what about these babies? Anybody can father children. Some of, some of them uh, athletes, you know, they got 18 or 20. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. When, you know, they have to have an accountant to figure out their child support checks. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. But that don't make them a, a, a dad. Amen. What about I'm anointed to be a dad? See, I went to, dad, I went to God because I didn't know how to be a daddy. I didn't know how to be a husband. I said, God, you've got to help me. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I know, I know uh, Brother Harmon used to whoop the fire out of us. And, uh, you know, I guess I'm okay. I don't know. Now, and then later on, uh, you know, I see that it worked all right. worked pretty good. But I didn't know how to do that. Amen. Hot when they're little, where do you start? Where do you draw the line? I said, Lord, you're going to have to show me. You're going to have to tell me. And really what I was doing, I, I was praying, Lord, anoint me to be a dad. 
Lord, anoint me to be a dad. And then I pray and I, I just believe. Lord, I, I rebuke all this stuff. And I took every bit of authority that I had to keep all the stuff from the world off of them as much as I could. They're, they're there. They still had to make right decisions. But, but, but I'm anointed to be a dad. Amen. I'm anointed to be a mama. I'm going to lift burdens off my children and destroy yokes off my children by this anointing on my life to be a mama. Amen? Hallelujah. What about I'm anointed to be a church member? Glory to God. Hallelujah. To glorify, I'm anointed to be a child of God, a light bearer. Amen? Hallelujah. But, but, but you know, Jesus and all that, he said this. That he's coming back after. Husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. That he might present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that she should be holy and without blemish. Hallelujah. By the washing, by the preacher praying for you, hollering at you, spitting cotton, hallelujah. No, by the washing of water, by the word. Amen. So I'm going to do my part. I'm going to pray this prayer, and you're going to do your part. Lord, help me. Show me how to use this word. Amen. Because you are my Lord. You're not my Savior. You're my Lord. And I yield to you. And I hunger for you. Teach me. Show me. Correct me. What needs to be done. Help me do it. In the name of Jesus. Because he's got business for us. He's got business for me. He's got business for you. Amen. You can stand your feet if you want to. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for myself. the, the, The power of God is strong. In here, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray right now, Lord God, we commit, we, we, we commit ourselves to you to be doers of the word. Glory to God, to, to be good ground, to be good ground where this word can fall in us and we'll believe the word and we'll not be moved by what we see. We'll not be moved by any of the lies that the devil says. We'll truly walk after the Spirit. I call, every, I call every hindrance, every attack of hell. I'm anointed to do this. This is just like I'm slapping you on the head right now. This is just like I'm laying hands on you if you'll receive it. I rebuke every lying hindrance right now. I command you to, to, to uh, cease and desist and to flee in the name of Jesus. I speak your peace to overflow and override us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, because we are the children of the Most High God, and you're always good and the devil's always bad, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus, and we're not turning loose of your hand. We're not going to stop following you, so we win. No matter what the weapon is, we win. We overcome. We're more than conquerors in Jesus' mighty name. We pray, and everybody said amen, Amen. and amen. I believe that and I receive that. Hallelujah. I'm changing and I must change, praise God. Amen. And now, now this word thing, amen. I'm going to wash myself in the water of his word. Hallelujah. I'm going to make it a habit. More and more and more I'm going to feed on this word. Not some unbelieving message that's contrary 
trying to explain why it doesn't mean what it says. We don't have time for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, help us to be smarter than that. We just give you all the praise. I thank you for your blessing, Lord. I feel truly blessed. Hallelujah. I feel like we've been in your presence. I feel like in the, in the, in the spiritual realm, things are happening. Amen. Things are stirred. Things are... That, uh, like a computer can kind of freeze up a little bit. <laughs> Amen. I don't know what you do. Slap it or hit a couple keys or something. And all of a sudden, it takes off again. Something's taking off again. Hallelujah. It's working good. The virus is gone. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, give them a shout. Lord, we praise you. Hallelujah. Your word is good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, we will see you Wednesday night. We won in overtime. Hallelujah. <laughs>